Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. of the reality is as always it's newer and um keeping in line with our previous theme of talking about terrible people in beautiful locations i had to bring back kendrick from reality and comics too with my brother raheel to talk about the glass onion a knives out film is it a knives out film or knives out mystery i don't even know who knows (laughs) who knows it's an actual mystery whether or not uh, it's called that. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Hi, Kendrick. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. I, you know what? Because I knew I was coming here, I rewatched it, and I think I enjoyed it on the second viewing more the so than I did the first. And I don't know why that is. Wonderful. I love that. <laughs> uh, Real. How about you? For for you, you watched it a second time. I did watch it a second time last night, and yeah, same thing. So um, obviously, the second time around, you know. A lot of stuff that's going on so you pick up on it i think i enjoyed it too and then i was like how did i not see that the first time but i think that's <laughs> that's kind of the point of the movie mm-hmm. yeah yeah so the movie the glass onion um we are this is not going to be a spoiler free recap so but it's not even really going to be like a detailed recap because who the fuck has time for that um <laughs> but just high level yeah this is a ryan johnson film uh it follows our favorite detective from knives out benoit blanc played by the gorgeous daniel craig uh it follows him to a celebrity weekend in greece hosted by a tech billionaire named miles braun played by edward norton and Miles has invited has invited his closest friends, who are played by like an ensemble cast of Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., David Bautista, one of the Sand Snakes from Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> this other white girl who I was like, you're not Florence Pugh, <laughs> and randomly for three seconds, Ethan Hawke. we're going to talk about the cameos (laughs) Um, and it's a murder mystery it actually starts off with our favorite housewives trope which is a murder mystery dinner turns into an actual murder mystery and it's a whodunit silly silly good time oh god such a good time it is Um, now you both watched um, Knives Out Avi Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. did you like this more than Knives Out Ooh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do, you know I'm 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 a really big Janelle Monae fan. I I mm-hmm. like a lot of like project. I love like uh hidden figures and mm-hmm. uh that random Amazon show that she was on after Julia Roberts. I don't know what the name of, but it was a really good show. <laughs> but I'd like that too. I like, I like a lot of stuff that she's in. So oh maybe I enjoy, I don't know. I think maybe I like this cast. A little yeah. more than the first one. If they would have just brought Chris Evans back, but he's in prison. So, but even still, I I think I like this one a little. I don't know. I don't. I got to think about that. I don't know. For a second, I was like, he is. <laughs> you thought the actor Chris Evans? <laughs> I was like, not my favorite Chris. No, he's not right. my favorite Chris right now. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think that this this cast was. I think this is a little bit sillier than the first Knives Out. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think the like the actual central mystery in the first movie is better. I think the actual mystery is better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this movie better as a movie. Um, mm-hmm. The first one, there's like a legitimate like you know who's done it, whatever, right? Um, in this one, there really isn't that. Um, there's supposed to be a who's done it, which is what the weekend is supposed to be about, but that gets washed away right away. And then halfway through the movie, you figure out that okay, this is the who's done it. Um, and then even with that, 
in the first one, I thought that, you know, those characters, like whatever those, those random horrible people, they were more believable as, or as potential, um, as a potential people that, that did the crime. Right. In this mm-hmm. one, I kind of had miles kind of pegged from the beginning as being mm-hmm. like the, as a main bad guy. So having said all that, I still prefer this movie to the second one as a, as a whole movie. I like this movie. I think this is definitely more entertaining. It's sillier. It's yeah. so funny. And I, I, I like this Benoit Blanc way more because he's just so sassy and so hilarious. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. I think I agree now. I think I did enjoy the second one better than the first one. I, some it, it did. It felt more playful than the first one, but still like a murder mystery at heart so I I think I did like that more I think the first one you're right it was way more of a like straight up like okay we need to guess and figure out what happened with the crime like all this kind of stuff I think that my only gripe really with the second one is that I think both times I randomly kind of felt the runtime a little bit because I think I had to do something where I paused like I didn't realize I was pausing like an hour into it and then when I looked I was like oh shit I've still got an hour and a half of this movie left like good god like i thought i was like almost we're about to like kill somebody but no nowhere near it (laughs) so that's a little bit of a complaint but even still i prefer longer more what felt like engaging of a movie than like a shorter kind of you know i I don't know what it's supposed to be but i i I think i did prefer the second one more yeah yeah the first one was like sorry the first one was like tighter because it's just like that yeah. one location and it's just within the family and it's just this one murder, right? This one is more expansive and it deals with more subjects. And I think um, the first one has social commentary also, um, mm-hmm. but this one is way, way more social commentary. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The first one is just more so about fucked up rich white people, right? This one is like a, a different a flavor of fucked up rich white people. Uh, and I think that that was interesting and entertaining. I also think in the first one, like it was pretty sad leading up to like, it was kind of like suspenseful and dark in a different way until a certain point until you were like, wait a fucking minute. Right. And then like, I think that it kind of takes a turn later on. Whereas in this one, right off the bat, I mean, I'm cracking up. Like when you have a, a cameo of, Daniel Craig playing Among Us with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Angela Lansbury, rest in peace. Like, it, that's pretty good. Like, you're like, you know that you're in for a silly good, in a bathtub. Like, in a bathtub. You're in for a silly good with, time. A, with a Turkish hat on. <laughs> a fez, I believe it's called. <laughs> okay, so my number one question for you guys is... When when did you figure out that Miles Braun was a moron? <laughs> Pretty early, because you know what? I, when he did that whole like diatribe at the end about him using all the wrong words, every time he said one of those in a movie, yeah. I kind of had a oh. yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. one of those moments like yeah. oh, <laughs> in okay. <laughs> right? I, I, okay. <laughs> I wasn't when when I heard in Breathe Eight the first time, I was like in Breathe Eight. But then I didn't think about it. <laughs> and then when it came back around, I was like, I fucking knew it. That's not a word. So, so I figured out right away, like as soon as we get to his island and he gets up and he's like, yeah, just, just a, uh, you know, it's from this guitar from what's his name? Would you say it was from a John Lennon's guitar or? Uh, Paul, Paul McCartney. Yeah, Paul McCartney's guitar, right? <laughs> yeah. And just like his whole look of like, I'm just in like a breezy t-shirt with like just some casual linen pants that like, you know, cost like a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Like that whole vibe, as soon as we got there and as soon as we met this character, I was like, you're an asshole. And then he started talking <laughs> and I was like, I have watched enough reality TV in my life to know exactly the kind of person you are. And mm-hmm. I know that you are a fucking idiot. Because, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. as soon as he said in Breathe It, I was like, I'm done with you, sir. Like, I, you're an asshole. I, I'm ashamed to say it took me much, much longer than that. Because, so, I, you know, I, same thing. When I saw him playing the guitar and wearing those clothes and just being like, oh, I'm just like a chill guy and I just want to welcome everybody in. And this is, and he goes, this is not like an asshole rich guy house. When it obviously is an asshole rich guy house, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, he's a billionaire. He thinks a certain way. But even at that point, you're like, well, 
you could still be a very, you know, like a smart person who just has some fucked up values or whatever. You could still be a compelling person, right? Um, for me, it was uh, when they're by the pool um, and he goes on his, uh, on his like diatribe about like, um, you know, you have to, uh, the system is really what you have to, uh, that you're up against. The system is what you have to yeah. pull, pull down, right? The first time I heard it, as I was listening to it, I was like, this is going on too long. Like, this is somebody who's talking way too much. And then when he does, like, the crossed hands, like, middle fingers, I'm like, oh, this guy's a tool. He's supposed to be a tool. Yeah. So, yeah. That's when, when I he When he's sitting in the pool and talking about these guys being the disruptors, I yeah. was like, fuck you. God. <laughs> now it's he's, really... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Kendrick. It's really, like, I... The moment we kind of find out about the backstory between him and Janelle Monet's character, he was immediately the bad guy in my eyes. I was like, oh, he's, yeah. he's supposed to be this, like, you know, easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. But I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I, you're, I'm automatically rooting against you. And so to find out he's the bad guy of the movie, I'm like, yep, that, that tracks. I'm now, for he's, that. <laughs> he's supposed to be Elon Musk, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I would have yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, it was like the most Elon Musky character there could ever be. Um <laughs> Elon Musk and yeah. then also like I guess it's supposed to be there's a lot of like rich guys, right, who love to uh coach you about life now. Tech guys, and, like, yeah. Yeah, like male influencers. They're basically just male influencers that <laughs> tell you about like, oh, you are you're never going to be rich because you eat avocado toast or whatever, right? You know, those assholes. <laughs> so I think that's what he's supposed to be. God, um, with avocado toast. <laughs> so, I mean, along with the other other caricatures on the show, like I or in the in the in the show, I'm calling it in the movie. Um, there's obviously a Miles Braun is supposed to be your Elon Musk. I feel like Birdie's character, which is um, what's her name? Um, what the Kate. oh Kate uh, Kate's character? Hudson, yeah, I mean, she to me was like every single Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like I'm she's a wasp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like she's mm -hmm. she's like a fashion designer, but apparently she gets canceled because of like a, a distasteful Halloween costume that she says was like an ode to Beyonce. And I was like, oh, so you did blackface. <laughs> Right, and she also went on Oprah and compared herself to Harriet Tubman. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see that episode of Oprah too. By the way, <laughs> like so, we've got that. Um, David Bautista's character Duke is supposed to be like a what's up? What the fuck is that guy's name? Who's like a Andrew Tate is what I kind well, of associated him with. Well, he's not as bad, but Joe but, Rogan, those guys, right? Joe yeah. Rogan. Another who's, one. Who's a the Logan? brothers logan paul, logan paul. oh yeah. okay yeah. yeah like those guys mm -hmm. um leslie odom jr i mean i was watching him and all i could think of was aaron burr from hamilton so <laughs> that's that was all i thought of but yeah yeah i mean i guess he's not really supposed to be a caricature of another character but just more so a person who is tied to his who's stuck at work basically like, yeah it's not He's not allowed to say no. I mean, we we knew that as soon as we met the character in the lab. He's yeah. they're like, hey, you got to tell him he can't do that. And he's like, mm -hmm. I can't. Um, and then Catherine Hahn, who's just good at everything she does. I just love not? her. God, Agatha's the best. <laughs> Agatha's the best. She just, I've I've loved her since she said she wanted to roll up. Um, uh, um, John C. Yeah. Riley's character and put him up her vagina in Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her. I love everything she does. So I good. love how good she is at like just being a frazzled white woman. Like mm -hmm. she's just so good. So who is your favorite? Who is your favorite character on the show? Aaron. God, I keep saying the show because that's what I'm used to talking about. Right. Who is your favorite character in the movie? And was it because they're your they were the best like actor in your opinion also oh i think mm. character i don't know i, I i'm always kind of you know leaning towards Catherine hahn no matter what it is i just love Catherine yeah. hahn and stuff kate hudson i enjoyed a lot more than i thought i would because it's really just kind of i feel like now especially all of us you know, being online, anyone, anyone that has a social media account knows the person that's like always that close to getting canceled permanently. Cause like for saying something stupid or sharing something stupid. So like that character was really 
really, I, I feel like we all know that person mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of different ways. I really enjoyed Janelle Monet too. I just kind of like the the whole. I like that twist of it because I wasn't. I really wasn't expecting that at all. So like, I loved her playing two entirely kind of different roles in this, and it was enjoyable for me. I, I I'm shocked that like Batista has come so far. <laughs> My dog is like killing me right now, but it's I'm funny. surprised that uh, Batista has like come so far with his acting because i really enjoy him and a lot of stuff that he's in he wasn't my favorite in this like i didn't you know have anything against him or anything but i'm i'm always kind of shocked when he plays a role so different than the one he played last because you always kind of expect like the the wrestler turned actor to always play a certain kind of role yeah so i i was pleasantly shocked with a lot of people in this movie the only thing i'll tell you what character threw me for a loop was the one we were supposed to, for some reason, the one we were supposed to, for some reason, know was P, uh, was uh, Blanc's husband. And that was, uh, who was that? Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant. Yeah. Yes. Was, were we just supposed to know that, because, you know, everyone making a big deal about, oh my God, he's gay and, you know, he's married and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, is that how we were supposed to know? By him answering the door and being covered in flat? I, I guess so. I don't know. Maybe I the mean- implication was that he was... I don't cake. know how. Yeah, I mean, either they're gay or they're just together. Like, I mean, how else are we? So, why else would two grown men be living in an apartment <laughs> together? Right. <laughs> One's making like a sourdough starter, and the other one is like in a bathtub playing. Just Among like Us. that. Do you remember that like big Star Wars controversy where they kept like saying like, "Oh my God, we're introducing our first LBGTQ characters," and it was like just those two people in the background that hugged. That's yeah. kind of what it felt like to me. I was like. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Like okay, step forward, I guess. But all right. Wait, did wait a minute? Didn't uh, what's his face kiss a guy? What's his name? The it was supposed to Poe. be like Oscar Isaac and uh, who's a John Boyega? I thought was like where it was leading to. I think what everyone thought it was leading to, but yeah, no, no, it was <laughs> people kissing in the back. It, it was yeah, it was just two. I think I believe there were uh, lesbians in uh, the yeah. third one, and, and it's not even like a story. You just see. Two two women kiss each other. Literally. And you're like, oh my God, oh wow. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Yeah. I hate people. Like, why? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, Yeah, I thought that that cameo was really fun and exciting. I thought my favorite my favorite character in this, in this entire series, Knives Out and also Glass Onion, is obviously Daniel Craig. Yeah, like, Benoit Blanc is just, I could, I, look, I'm the type of person, I am the type of person that loves to know the ending as soon as possible. So the mm-hmm. thing that I found so satisfactory in this uh, movie was, the fact that like he shows up and he just like cracks the case twice like so easily and mm-hmm. he's just so like it's just so obvious to him and i just enjoy the way he breaks it down like i just i love see i love the the accent i love all of it I, that was <laughs> that was my favorite what about you real yeah so obviously not counting benoit blanc and uh i forget janelle monet's andy i guess yeah. andy and her mm-hmm. sister i forget what Flash the sister's Helen. name is yeah yeah mm-hmm. so you know they're obviously the ones that you're rooting for um so i like them um, but Kate Hudson's character made me laugh probably the most. She's hilarious. <laughs> She's terrible. And then on the rewatch, um, I realized how good Edward Norton is. Like on the first time, you're like, okay, I'm buying that he's just a billionaire. On the rewatch, you see like all the subtle stuff that he's doing, right? Like the first time he sees Andy when he when she comes off the boat, and he, you're like, oh, you realize, oh, it's because he thought that she was dead because he killed her. <laughs> right and then it's just like how he plays that whole thing and how he so he was really really good um, <laughs> yeah yeah agreed do you think that this movie is a murder mystery or more of a social commentary about the people that these are they're supposed to be uh caricatures of i it was almost hard to view it as a murder it felt more like a social commentary it was almost hard to view it as a murder mystery because nothing in a movie like leads you towards that way it's like okay i'm going into you know a quote unquote a knives out mystery slash film mm-hmm. we don't know yet we never check but one of those things and so we knew i guess going in that we should expect a murder mystery but i didn't know when we were gonna like start kind of piecing stuff together and exactly. so it happened kind of so more than halfway through the movie that it's like oh well i've been like commenting and noticing other things now to where I almost forgot that this is an aspect 
of this movie. Mm-hmm. A, a delightful, you know, surprise, like me remembering, like, oh, yeah, this is a, a murder mystery movie. Like, okay, great, let me get back into that mindset. But it's not something that I, like, when I turned it on, I almost forgot after 15 minutes. I was like, oh, shit, that's not why I'm here to watch this. <laughs> Completely <laughs> forgot. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for me, uh, yeah, same thing there. Like, especially on the rewatch, I'm like, I realize I'm like 45 minutes in and there's, at that point, there's no murder because the Mm -hmm. fake murder that was supposed to happen has been completely foiled. They're just hanging out, right? And at this point, the only thing that I've gathered from the movie, like the things that have been sticking to me are the comment, is like the social commentary stuff, right? And by the end of it, that stuff really, really kind of hits home. Because the emotional component comes in afterwards, right? So you understand mm-hmm. this is about sisters. And then, you know, when Janelle Monet that, that first meeting with Benoit Blanc, and she says that, you know, if I show up and I start asking questions, it's different than if you show up and you start asking questions. And at, at that point, I was like, oh, so that's really what he wants to be talking about. I guess Ryan Johnson, right? That this is what the movie's about. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, because of everything that's happened in the last three years, we're going through the pandemic, but along with the pandemic, everything that's happened post George Floyd and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that it was just really, really well done the way that they commented on that. And that's the stuff that I'm probably going to remember uh, the most about the movie because the murder mystery really isn't a murder mystery at all um, mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And Mm -hmm. I think like, again, because this is also supposed to be set during a pandemic, like, it's supposed to be peak 2020. Um, One of the things that I was reading was that the reason why the invitation was to Greece to the special island is because I don't know if you guys remember, but in 2020, the Kardashians had had like a private island party that they were like, oh, it was just our closest friends, but it was like a fuck ton of people. <laughs> it was like everybody. And so it it was all supposed to be sort of like in line. And so I feel like right off the bat, you're meeting these people and they're going to a special party and you know right off the bat what kind of person David Bautista's character is. You know exactly the kind of person that Kate Hudson's character is. Mm-hmm, so you're mm-hmm. like already tuned in to sort of like judging these people who are extremely accessible and extremely online and they are the people that for the I feel like especially in the last two years have like blown up in our uh, in like our in yeah. our like worldview because they are so accessible because they are we're all so online. So to me, it was like immediately a mm-hmm. social commentary um, on all these things. And, and then I do think, yeah, of course, like the the sisters part of it was like great, too. I thought um, they had these like little snippets of like things that you could tell was like a copy of something, like not a copy of something, but like they were trying to mimic another ridiculous thing that happened in real life. And one of my favorite <laughs> moments was when they're talking about the, uh, the, the sketch, right? The piece of tissue that is supposed to have the idea, the initial idea that mm-hmm. Andy is trying to sue them for. And, you know, they can't find it, whatever it goes missing the napkin. And then they say like, Oh, well suddenly then miles came out with his own napkin and they show a picture of him holding the napkin. <laughs> and it is Elizabeth Holmes in her yeah. little pill from yeah. like, you know, whatever. Uh, what was the name of that company? Uh, Theranos. Theranos. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Theranos like little, little thing. So it was just like so funny. It was just hilarious to like see that same thing. But I think the funniest thing for me watching this movie is it's funny and it's sad, right? Because, like, I'm the type of person where, like, I see somebody like Miles Brown and I'm like, immediately you are a dumb fuck. Like, immediately you are a person <laughs> I should not trust. But you watch this and you realize how easy it is nowadays for people to be so, like, easily glamorized by mm-hmm. these types of characters and somebody like Miles Brown or fucking Elon Musk or Andrew Tate and all these pieces of shit. So, like, that stuff was funny and sad <laughs> like like i was like this is so funny and haha but like oh no these people are uh, real <laughs> you, know, you know who uh whose character i thought that about um and it wasn't uh in a negative way it was actually kind of a it's sort of a positive way it was whiskey because obviously she's supposed to just be like this blonde bimbo girlfriend of this guy right and then yeah. even if you think about oh she's just in it for the money, she's sleeping with Miles or whatever. But then when she has that conversation with Andy, you realize that she's smarter than she lets on. Like she's actively mm-hmm. being dumber because she knows that this is how she's going to be. She's This is how she's going to advance in this world, right? So she's really mm-hmm. leaning into that. So yeah. I, and I think it's just about like, okay, 
we know that there's a lot of big famous people nowadays that put out an image of themselves and they want you to buy an image of themselves. But Mm -hmm. we also, we know that it's bullshit, but we just go along with it. Like that's how Elon Musk has been. Elon Musk now is viewed as how he's viewed, but you know, you go back like five years, most people thought that he was just this brilliant, a brilliant Messiah type of character. Right. Mm -hmm. When there were, when there were, (laughs) you know, indications all along that he's just a jackass right he's just a jackass mm-hmm. with the right place at the right time so yeah yeah for sure. yep yeah the the social commentary bit the one that really stuck out to me was um uh the the scene when um janelle monet is destroying those things right when at mm-hmm. the end when she's that one really really stood out to me because she starts off breaking stuff right and then the other people get excited and they start cheering her on. And they're also like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then they join in, right? And then they mm-hmm. stop because for them, it's just performative. For them, it's like, yeah, yeah. everybody, everybody mm-hmm. just get on board. And then the music dies and then all the other background noise dies. And she's still breaking stuff because to her, it's not performative, right? She is actually yeah. frustrated, right? And then, you know, just remembering what happened after 2020 when initially when there were these uh, when there were the protests and there was like damage and people were talking about rioting and all this other stuff. Initially, a lot of people understood and they were like, yeah, this is what we should do. Cheer on, cheer on. And then people just walk away from it when it stops being fun for them. But for a lot of people, it's not about it being fun. Sometimes you just need to break shit because you're frustrated and Mm their awkwardness is delicious to me because she's like, fuck your awkwardness. I'm going to continue to, to do the thing that I need to do to make myself feel better. So, yeah, it's, it's being uncomfortable for like performance. Uh, it's like performative, uh, uncomfortable conversations, right? Like yeah. we've been talking about having uncomfortable conversations for like two years and there's mm-hmm. the people that like had them, but then like now they're like, mm, I mean, I'm done. Like that's, and then it's like <laughs> the people who are really interested in doing the work are still having those uncomfortable conversations. They're still continuing on. That's a, that's a very, very good point. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of cameos in this movie. And uh, I think the first one we got was Hugh Grant that oh well, no the first one we got was the zoom call right where it, i know it was uh cream of Jabbar, angela Ansbury, and then who else was in there it was somebody else natasha leone right is oh, it a- natasha, yeah, natasha leone that's yeah. right i love her mm-hmm. i don't know who the other one was though <laughs> yeah i think it was the fourth person too mm-hmm. um and then you had right you had hugh grant and then you had ethan hawk who is <laughs> I love this. I love that they had like this vaccine. They're like, yeah, you're not going to need your masks anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The rich people have all of the good stuff and we have nothing. (laughs) You had that. And then I didn't know this until just this afternoon when I was like looking up cameo, a list of cameos in the movie. You know, the hourly dong. Yeah. The the sound of the dong was uh, Joseph (laughs) Gordon-Levitt. He just like really? he did the song of the movie. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so silly. I love what it. What a random credit to have. I love that. I know. I know. I just uh, I love it. What was what was the one that shocked you the most? The cameo that shocked you the most? Oh, easily Ethan Hawke because yeah. I literally didn't recognize him at first, and I'm like, it's. I I said to myself like literally three times because I just like watched this man in Moon Knight, like a Marvel TV show, <laughs> and so like seeing him do like a two minute cameo. In uh, this movie, I was like, I literally had to ask myself about three times. I'm like, is that Ethan? No, is that Ethan Hawke? I had to ask myself three times until I finally paused the movie and then looked. I'm like, no, that wasn't Ethan Hawke. And they're like, yeah, that's Ethan Hawke. I literally saw an article that's like, yep, that was Ethan Hawke in Glass Out. I'm like, oh, well, look at there. Look at there. You know what's funny about Ethan Hawke is that I regularly get Ethan Hawke and Edward Norton confused. And so when he showed up, I was like, oh, is he... Is that the guy? Is he's that Miles? <laughs> then it wasn't. He was just there to administer vaccines in people's. Can faces. I say something very embarrassing? Yes. I for some reason, like I, you know, obviously I equate all of these people, you know, we know who they are in real life. I didn't 
put two and two together that that was Edward Norton literally until we started recording this and you said Edward Norton was Miles and I was like oh shit yeah <laughs> literally Bruce Banner, hello right Bruce Banner American History X I'm like oh shit that was him Fight Club I don't know the the hair the hair threw me off I don't know. <laughs> People cannot change their hair for me. Like, I will not recognize you. Yeah. I'm literally like, Clark Kent, Superman, he would have fooled me. If he had his glasses on, I would not have known that was him. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell white people apart, Kendrick. It's fine. It's like uh, the Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulroney guy. I, I don't know who, which one is which. <laughs> no idea. Right. No, no idea which one is which. No. Yeah. First of all, your names sound exactly the same. Yeah, so I have exactly. no idea. I have no idea. Same person to me. It's okay. Exactly. Real. Do you have a favorite uh, cameo? I gasped when I saw Hugh Grant. I was yeah. like, oh, this is Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish, I know that this was a Netflix movie, but I wish that I could have seen this movie in the theater too, because I feel like I, I would have loved to be in the theater when that showed up. Because you, you know, everybody would gasp and clap. Like, I love that moment in a movie theater, too, when that happens. Like, that's why I love watching the last Spider-Man movie. Like, I saw it th- three right. times in a movie theater just because mm-hmm. I enjoyed the cameos. So, oh, God, I loved it. Um, So there there was a lot of, like, background stuff that I don't know if you guys noticed. But did you was there anything in particular? Because, like, Miles's house is absurd. Jesus. But there was one thing in the background that I could not take my eyes off of, and I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but there was a mural of Kanye over the dining table, like as Jesus maybe, or as an angel of some sort. <laughs> I did not notice that. It was so good. I was like, I kept telling my husband, I was like, it's Kanye. He was like, shut up. I was like, no, do not see this Kanye. Just, uh, I'm looking it up it. right now. Like, I need to see this. <laughs> yeah. So was there anything like that? There was anything, I guess, real, you call them accessories. Like, was there a particular accessory or like a, a thing in the background or like something that the character wore that like was a favorite of yours and so silly? And well, so all of Benoit Blanc's outfits are... Immaculate. I love. I love all of those things, right? Every, but especially the like the the, the pool outfit with oh, like the God. shorts so and nice. the scarf. So amazing. Also, how is that man not gay? Like, I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> we should have known from the first one. Um, but my favorite accessory was uh, Kate Hudson's mask when she mm-hmm. walks out, because you immediately know who this person is. Mm-hmm. And that is. An exact copy of Lana Del Rey's mask there you go. that she wore <laughs> in the year 2020. So yeah. there you go. I love that. Yep. Uh, I loved it. Um, was there a particular scene or line that like you kept thinking about even after you watched this movie? Ooh. You know, you can't go wrong with uh, Ooh Halle Berry. That's... <laughs> 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 Oh, I forgot to mention one of the cameos, uh, Serena Williams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was actually hilarious. That scene was, made me audibly laugh in this movie. Yeah. I, if I were a celebrity, I would absolutely. Because you hear about all the time, like these musicians who like will just randomly fly to like, you're like, oh, my God, so-and-so is doing a concert in Dubai. They got paid a million dollars for a birthday party. And it's like. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Wish I had a million dollars for that, but you hear about it all the time. If this movie feels like that a lot of the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um you know, uh, I think the the most suspenseful moment in the movie is, uh, I, I guess, it's tied to one of those real life things uh, or real life references, which is um, Jeremy Renner's hot sauce. Oh, which yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> and when it's like trickling down. And going to her nose. It's on the edge of my seat. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that, that was, was the most shocking. Uh, that was the most like um, nerve wracking scene of the entire uh, in the entire show, uh, or sorry, movie. Um, I did love that she, at some point, Janelle Monae threatened Jared Leto's kombucha. I don't remember what she said, yes. but I remember that line audibly made me laugh. Yeah, and he she- absolutely is somebody that will come out. Does he have a kombucha line? I'm sure he does. I feel does. like he yeah, does. I feel yeah, like he does. It was Jared Leto's hard kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what even is that? 
Do we ever find out what the stoner guy is doing? I can't remember. Is nope. I like no, right? Just I there. love that. <laughs> I love that he's just like he's just there. Um it was just so enjoyable. My favorite one of my the, the scenes that I like the things that I haven't stopped thinking about is I just thought it was so funny and I feel like this is I think I I think about allergies a lot because <laughs> I've got kids. And so, like, I think about, and then they have friends and stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. where, like I have a niece who has like a severe nut allergy and an egg allergy, right? So, like, the line that stayed that just like stuck with me was David Bautista saying, "Duke, don't dance with pineapple." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't stopped thinking about it. I don't know why. It just it comes up in my head from time to time and just puts a smile on my face. <laughs> Kendrick loves pineapple. <laughs> For anyone yeah, that cares, exactly. exactly. Um, the scene that I keep remembering a lot is um, when he's explaining, uh, when Benoit Blanc is explaining how dumb everything is. And then Kate Hudson goes so dumb that it's brilliant. And he's just so frustrated. <laughs> he's like, no, it's just dumb. <laughs> yes. Which again, like ties into this whole thing yeah. of like people nowadays truly believe. They truly believe that that kind of stuff is brilliant. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. And that is that is the problem that wonder. By the way, I looked up the cameos and I feel like people are going to get upset because the fourth person in the Zoom call was Stephen Sondheim, the like Broadway producer who's like done I mean, I'm not a Broadway girl but I know a lot of people who listen to us are so I don't want to be offensive to people <laughs> you think he just passed away also recently right did he do oh. rent I'm like a I'm, a, I'm an asshole because I don't know I don't, I don't need rent no? no, no, he no. didn't do Rent because they made a movie about the guy who made Rent yeah. and it was, oh, yeah. it was <laughs> um, Andrew Garfield wasn't it <laughs> Oh no, yes. I'm about to go to wrong. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. No, he did a lot of other stuff. Oh, like Sweeney Todd. Okay, he's like a big deal in in Broadway and we're just complete assholes. Anyway, <laughs> that was him. Um, yeah. Anything else in the movie that like you just loved or like stuck out for you? Just what made it so enjoyable for you guys? I love I mean, I kind of I'm I will say I'm a little nervous for like installments three, four, and five because I don't know the direction that it's going to go from here because I feel like this was like the perfect amount of like, you know, okay, we got to the big reveal. Then it became a whole like plot, you know, as Wendy Williams would say, a plotation and, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but it was still like very, you know, zany and kooky, very fun. But I'm I'm nervous that like it's such a departure from the first one that it might get even more you know, more was it jumping the shark in the third installment and fourth. But I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I think that both of them were good enough to keep me invested like in this trilogy. Like I there's neither I didn't, you know, dislike either one of them. I really enjoyed watching like both of them because they resembled such cast. And I think that's part of the fun too is seeing like who actually gets cast in these movies. Cause you're like, man, literally anybody in Hollywood, like any of my random favorite actors, actresses, musicians, uh, former wrestlers could actually be in this movie and me not know it. So I would love, I feel like I would need the third one. I need Regina King. I need, who else do I need? I need, give me like five people that you would put in the next knives out glass onion installation. Just super cluster random people. I'm putting in Regina King. I'm putting in, John Cena for some reason. <laughs> I'm because you're in. thinking wrestler, right? Sure. I'm not, and I'm not voting for The Rock. So uh, John Cena <laughs> gets my vote. Uh, Beyonce because duh. Um, <laughs> she can't have come back for her. I know, into right? Television <laughs> into the silver screen. Oh right, God. they've got to wait till she's done, you know, with the Renaissance tour, but she'll be free yeah. after that, so she can yeah. do that. You know, you can't have Beyonce without Blue Ivy, so she can be in it too, and. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who I feel like I want someone. Oh, give me like a uh, oh boy, I was about to say someone that just passed away. I won't say, give me like a Martha Stewart, someone super random that that we just would not expect at all. Who are you gonna say that passed away? Who was the just uh, I was gonna say Barbara Walters, and I was like, oh no, 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 can't do that. (laughs) No, we can't do that. 
Nope. No, we'll we see. can't. And that's you know, actually, it's funny I said yeah. Martha Stewart because I literally, when I told my sister the news, because I was like, oh my God, Barbara Walters dead. My sister's exact response was, oh my God, who's going to host the show with Snoop Dogg now? And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, this, this conversation's over, so I'll just, <laughs> I'll see myself out. Thank you. She confused her white people. It happened. She did. Okay, it, it happens a lot in my household, so. <laughs> Real, who's in your uh, next Glass Onion installation? Yeah, so I don't know if I can get five. But I, you know, I'll, I'll watch Oscar Isaac in anything. Oh God! So, yeah. Throw him in there. Throw Florence Pugh in there. Oh, Who else is God, a fun yeah. person? I just want fun people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Who do I like? Charles Barkley. Like both of them throw Charles Barkley. <laughs> Charles Barkley and Snoop Dogg. Let's throw them both in there. Yeah. Snoop Dogg is fantastic. I love Snoop Dogg so much. Yeah, and give me one more person. Mm. Someone know. we'd never expect. Yeah. Dame uh, Judy Dench. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I want a glass onion with like Meryl Streep. Okay, let's just Meryl uh-huh. Streep. Let's do uh, uh let's do fucking uh Zac Efron with his Ooh. new face. Oh god. Let's do Don't uh, get me started. Talk about the mystery. <laughs> That's the mystery. That's the That's mystery. mystery. Yes. <laughs> to your face. Yes. Uh, you know, obviously, put Zendaya in everything. Let's of throw course. her in there. Let's throw Issa Rae in there. I miss Insecure. That was one of my favorite shows. Let's do that. Yes. And, and uh, let's yeah. put in um, one of the sex workers from uh, uh, from White, White Lotus. Lotus. Yes. You want yeah. Mia or Luc- Lu- Lucia Give or me Mia? Lucia. Give me, yes. Give me Mia. I want to see how her music career is going. <laughs> you were really invested in her music career. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? While we're at it, why don't you put the uh, Rocco in there too from the White Lotus? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching that movie. That that sounds like a great movie. Oh my god! Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> I I've just uh, segue into White Lotus is that I've made my husband um, start watching season one because he never watched any of it and he season one he just like it was just like casually i was like folding laundry while he was watching in our bedroom and then of course it like zooms in on steve zahn's balls and he's like what the hell and i was like this is nothing (laughs) this is literally nothing (laughs) there's so much worse stuff that's good i mean not worse whatever it's just other shocking (laughs) stuff that will happen don't worry about this This, we're smelling you'll say (laughs) Oh my god! Um, any other thoughts, you guys? This is uh, such an enjoyable uh, movie. I almost called it a show again. Oh, you know what? You know what? In the next installation of Glass Onion, please add Chris Pine in there because I'd like to see him in anything. He's okay. another Oscar Isaac type. Where I'm like, put that silver-haired bastard in anything. I'm just I'm he, loving it. He has a random movie. I think it's called the contractor or something like that, that I don't know why literally have no clue, but I I feel like it was straight to DVD too, but I've seen it like 19 times and I couldn't (laughs) tell you why. Like it's a recent movie. Like I think it came out last year and I've seen it like 19, like every time it's on Showtime, I'm like, yeah, well, I'll watch this. I think Chris (laughs) Bond just has an effect on people, I guess. (laughs) I unfortunately did watch Don't Worry Darling and he's same. Yeah. What did you think of it? So I made the mistake of going to the movie. I fell into the hype. I went to the movies to see it. You what? You paid money. I for paid it? money to see it. So by the time it was over, I was like, "Yeah, I could have saved that. <laughs> I could have saved that money." Yeah. Now, had I first seen it on HBO Max, it might have been a different experience. But like having paid for it, I was like, "I don't know about." You want to talk about being shocked at the length of a movie? Yeah, <laughs> that when I paused at all, that same thing happened with me where I paused and I was like, "Oh my god, we have two hours left!" Right? How is that possible? Yeah. Oh my it's gosh! Goodness. Yeah, and, and so we watched that, and then recently over the Christmas break, my husband randomly started catching up on Jack Ryan, and so he watched the first Jack Ryan, which or the second one maybe the second one with the. Mm. Uh, Chris Pine. God, he's so delicious. Chris Pine and what's her butt from the Car- Pirates of the Caribbean movies? What's Kira. Kira Knightley. Oh, Kira Knightley in an American accent. No way. <laughs> that lady has the most British face I've ever seen in my life. She's <laughs> an American doctor. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I've watched yeah. that movie like three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. 
It's so bad. It has what's his face? Uh, Kenneth Branagh as a Russian. Offensively Russian. Offensively <laughs> Russian. I think we're okay being offen- uh, offensive to Russians at the moment. At the moment, we're fine. But you know, I think I we think- can all do the accent. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is one of those things where I was watching and I was like, are Russian people going to be upset about this? Because like, <laughs> right. I was like, but they're white. <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. Uh, Rahil, any other thoughts about the glass onion? No, I just, I really enjoyed it. I, I do get your concern about when it's going to jump the shark. I, I, I think this one gave us a different side of Benoit Blanc. Um, and I think part of it is because he has like a cabin fever, right? In the beginning. So he's like a little bit restless. And I think he's, he is, yeah. yeah, he's, and he isn't as careful as he is in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also shows like, I guess more of like a, like the humanity or the human side of him, which I thought was lovely um, because he's not, you know, he's just, he knows what the right thing to do is. And then the way that he goes about it, um, it's just really nice. So I think there's, hopefully there's more, there's more sides to him that they can explore. Um, But the one thing that it definitely did for me is like, I trust Ryan Johnson to do whatever the hell it is that he wants to do. And it's making me rethink that second star Wars also, because the other two were shit. So (laughs) he did the best that he could do. So, you know what? I think now that you, you know, kind of say that, I think we probably don't have to worry until it gets to like uh, a knobs out like 10, maybe. Like when you get to like the fast and furious numbers, then it's like, okay, we probably have to worry a little bit because now they're about to go to space and it's like, exactly. Now he's out in space. I'm out. Exactly. (laughs) You're not out, Raheel. Don't get him started with fast and furious. He is dedicated. To the family. Are you? <laughs> I, I have 10 movies worth of, you know, of hours into this fucking thing. I got to see it all the way through. There Salute me, Familia. I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> I respect yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think I really bring up a good point about uh, Benoit Blanc, but also that he is goofy and silly with these people on this resort because he is playing a part while he's yeah. there because he thinks they're fucking idiots. Like mm-hmm. he's literally like, I can't fucking believe I have to deal with this shit <laughs> because I'm trying to help this nice teacher. Helen right. solve the murder of her sister, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's all, that was also part of his scene because he's like, you guys are the the dumbest fucks I have. Yeah, that, he is. He is like these people don't deserve my patience. I just yes. need to. Yeah, exactly. he's like I need to. I need to make sure that they have a bad time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. Well, well, my disruptors. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Listen. Listen, Kendrick and I have a very important thing to do tomorrow. Okay, Jen Shaw is getting sentenced. Oh. So we need to get our rest. Yes. <laughs> I need to get my eight hours. I literally might rewatch the the documentary, Hulu, the Hulu documentary to get ready for it. Uh, yeah, I've never it's watched an event. that one. I watched oh, the Erica should. Jane one. She yeah. is such a crummy person. Such a crummy human being. Real, oh, just boy. to give you a, an overview of who she is. <laughs> I know. She's a Utah lady, right? She's a Utah lady. Yes. She's actually right. a Hawaii lady, but also a Utah lady <laughs> married to um, Coach uh, Sharif Shah, mm-hmm. who is like a – he's like an assistant coach for like yeah. some football, like college football team. <laughs> And she came on the Real Housewives of, uh, you know, this is a mystery. This is our own Knives Out, except it's yeah, not exactly. a mystery. It's, it, you, you know how Benoit Blanc is like, these people are doing, being dumb fucks in plain sight. Like, this is exactly, Jen Shah is like exactly the type of person that they are trying to make fun of on, in, in uh, the movie. Because she chose to be on a reality television show, flashing her money. While mm-hmm. actively running a telemarketing scheme <laughs> and like talked about, showed her business partner, she would like let them film while she was like, quote unquote, working. And then the feds uh, arrested her. They showed up at filming and they, they found her and arrested her. And now she pled guilty and she's getting sentenced tomorrow. It was a riveting episode. Riveting was, episode of television. That was probably that was a the that was the peak of Salt Lake City. Oh, absolutely. And then it's absolutely. been down since. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Down. Yeah. So we've got a lot to do tomorrow. So. Oh, yeah. We've got to get our rest. The, oh, the yeah. bigger mystery to me is uh, I've talked to Kendrick now three times. And he's an absolutely lovely, lovely person. Um, uh -oh. But I am just noticing a cowboy's hat and a cowboy's banner in the background. And I would just like to know how you live with yourself, sir. We're going to have to take Listen, that offline. I know. I'm dedicated to all forms of trash, okay? I admit we're having a good year, but I, yeah. you know, I stick to them. Oh, boy. It's, it's rough some years, but yeah. this is an okay one. Now I don't know. It 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 doesn't shock it doesn't shock me that this year when we're having such a fantastic season, that's the year that someone chooses to put out that picture of like Jerry Jones and like early <laughs> civil rights, yeah. like blocking someone from coming into school. I'm like, yeah, that tracks. That, that's yeah. about right. I expect that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Answer for your person, okay? Jerry Jones is your yeah. guy. Okay. Oh boy. There's nothing my husband loves more because you know my husband is a diehard Eagles fan. There's nothing he loves more than pointing out all of the ways the Cowboys are bad for your soul. Yes. <laughs> we like, only, for the longest time. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> as a person of color, it's just like fucked up for people to root for the Cowboys. I'm like, you need to relax. For the longest time, he literally only, like, you would read a headline about like uh, someone going, an athlete going to jail for like a long time. Like, oh my God, they got this happened or got dropped by this team. And like, I always know I'm like, oh, we're about to pick them up. Like they're about to be on the yep. waiver wire. We're about to get them yep. and never fail. Cowboys always pick them up. I'm like, yep, that, yeah. that tracks. <laughs> yep. It's the worst people. The <laughs> Panthers <laughs> guy. Oh my God. Oh. All right. Well, listen, we could do this football talk forever, but uh, we're going to wrap it up. Kendrick, please tell everybody where they can find you. Of course, you can listen to me on all of the platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, all of the places, Reality and Comics 2. Follow me on Instagram at Reality Comics 2. That's T-O-O. -O. Come for the podcast. Stay for the memes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Real, is there anywhere people can find you? Um, the quick check in North Brunswick is undergoing construction. So I will, <laughs> until further notice, I will be at the Wawa <laughs> in Edison. And and you're still looking no. for roaming orgies, correct? Roaming orgies, yes. I've <laughs> I've expanded just from Central Jersey to some parts of North Jersey, also. All right, great, great. And I will be oh, back no. later <laughs> this weekend <laughs> to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Unfortunately, and Real Housewives of Miami. There you go. <laughs> Bye.